0: Hi, my name is Akriti Desai, and I'm here with FemExec. Today, I'll be sitting down and talking to Jennifer Dixon from Thrive Yoga Studios.
1: Hi there. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. Would you like to give us a little bit of background on what Thrive Yoga Studios is?
1: Sure. So I took over at a yoga studio. It used to be called Yoga East back in 2016. I used to be in corporate America. I was Doing, I guess I was pursuing the American dream. I went to school, went to college, um, and then got into the energy industry. I was an energy trader for 16 years. And then I moved into development, where I was developing power plants, mostly in the Northeast, sometimes um, in the Chicago area. I was developing power plants. I got pregnant with my first baby. Um, She was awesome. And I got laid off two and a half weeks after coming back to work from um, maternity leave. So, Um, that was kind of a shock. It wasn't a huge shock. I, before I got laid off, the man who had recruited me had left the business, um, because the, the company had just tanked. The stock price had gone from over 40 to like, I think when he left, it was in the upper teens. And then when I finally was laid off, it was like $9. So, um, when he left, I had gone home. I was like seven months pregnant. And I told my husband, I was like, this isn't good. I need to look for a job. Because in corporate America, whoever, they people bring their own like circles in and you can't find a new job when you're huge pregnant. You just can't. Uh, maybe uh, if the world was a perfect place and there wasn't that kind of, oh, I don't even want to talk about those words, but it, yeah, you can't go looking for a job when you're hugely pregnant. So long story longer, we got laid off. I was up living in the suburbs of um, Philadelphia. And so we moved home like two and a half weeks later. And home is Tennessee, Chattanooga, and I was unemployed, very uncomfortably, because I'd always worked. I have always worked, so being unemployed was really, really challenging. Because I was like, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" But it was also a lot of fun because I loved being at home with my baby, and which is kind of interesting because I was so gung ho business back in the day, and then here I was like, "Yeah, it's okay. We just hung out all day and we cuddled," and it was, it was, it was uncomfortable because it was so foreign, you know. And so after, I guess, three or four months of being unemployed, I was like, all right, well, we don't need those six-figure incomes because my husband also got laid off the same week I did, completely different industry. It was, it was, it was crazy, but that's kind of when you know there's some divine intervention happening saying, let's get you home. And so he had immediately gone back to work with his dad who has some uh, business, <clears throat> and I was sitting around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I saw a yoga studio was for sale. I thought, I teach yoga, I like yoga, yoga's helped me a lot, I have a herniated disc in my low back, so I thought, well, um, why don't I take over this yoga studio, I think I could do that, and my husband's a saint, he was like, whatever you want, honey, and so that was the beginning of the end, we took over the studio May, June of 2016, and we are now about to enter into the fourth year as small business owners, I guess I am, and what a roller coaster that has been.
0: Wow. So your journey to getting there, was that was just not expected. That's actually really amazing that you overcame those circumstances.
1: Life throws you curveballs, I guess, not to get super deep. And when those sorts of things happen, you you can either lay down and blame the circumstances, or you could be like, all right, let's put on my big girl panties and keep on moving. And that's exactly what, that's exactly kind of what I do. Even now, In the current environment with like what we had talked about a little bit um, with the COVID crisis, like we saw the writing on the wall or I did um, at the beginning of the year. I was concerned about it back at the beginning of 2020 um, because there was news stories about that terrible virus come in China. And uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I also don't believe everything the news tells me. And so if they're telling us that it's really bad in China, but oh, it won't be bad here. And it's a virus. I was like, "Mm, that's going to get bad. So as a business owner, we started preparing back in January. I was going and buying, Um, every time we'd go to Sam's or Costco, I'd get extra hand sanitizers, extra toilet paper, extra paper towel. I was, you know, just a little bit here and there because the books can handle financially. All right, I'm going to get a couple extra things for a few months versus, ah, let's go get it all now. and um funny side note, and you can take this out if you want to, the two, let's see, we got shut down by the mayor, May ninth, March 19th, March, the first 19 days of March, we as a studio went through more toilet paper than we, in the first 19 days, than basically we had the prior two months. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of funny, kind of funny take that as you will. So um, we were, we were, at me, we as a business, I was prepping for it. I figured something bad would happen, but I didn't know how bad it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, we. I am primarily a brick and mortar yoga studio. I have an esthetician in-house and a massage therapist in-house, but the bread and butter of the business is yoga, either group yoga classes or um, teacher training, yoga teacher training. That's just the bread and butter. On the side, you know, because all business owners have side hustles. Um, I had been trying to build an online platform because I also knew that the way of the world is online. Like that's just long and short. You're on the, you're in Pacific coast time. I'm in Eastern time. Like that's just the way of the world. The world's getting smaller and smaller and we're doing things online. So I knew that if I wanted to have a, a, a broader reach, if I wanted to be able to help more people, I had to do that online. So back in I had my son in 2017, so back in 2018, I um, started playing with developing something online. I, I released my first online course, if you will. It was yoga classes designed for people, women, postpartum, you know, focusing on those areas that you typically have after you had a baby, and I've just been slowly building that platform, you know, on in all my free time as a small business owner over the past, you know, year and a half. So when businesses did start closing down, um, we started, I already had everything in place. I had the microphone in place. I had the software in place. I had the lighting in place, although it's a little bright right here. (laughs) Um, I had all of these things in place. So it was kind of an easy switch. And so I guess two weeks before we, we closed down, other yoga studios in town were closing down and they were having to freeze their memberships, cancel classes, basically no money coming in whatsoever. And for some business owners, you know, if there's dual income or you know, it's hobby instead of a business, they can they can swing that. For me that wasn't an option. And so once I started seeing that happen, I was struggling like how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to make And so the two weeks from the time that the, the first yoga studio voluntarily closed down the time that our mayor closed us down i um trained our teachers we got i taught everybody how to use the microphones i taught everybody how to use we use zoom um which is what you and i are doing but that was really foreign to a lot of our teachers Mm -hmm. um and i taught the clients because again that was foreign to the clients at that time we didn't have tons of people self-quarantining the week that we got shut down, we, we started having more and more people take advantage of the live streaming classes, because I would have some in studio, as well as some, um, they were being in, they were being filmed in studio with the rest of the classes. Yes. So basically, we got shut down at like 10 or 11 in the morning on um, Thursday. So we had a class going on. The mayor sends out his announcements all over the news, the class ends. And the very next class, rather than it being held in the studio, was just held virtually. And so we didn't, we didn't miss a beat. We, it, it, was, um, it was a blessing, but it was also a lot of work and it was a, a direct result of hard work and preparation.
0: So do you, so it's really great that the online courses kind of came with this um, catalyst, I guess. And it actually helped you out a lot um, oh, yeah. so when I went on your website, I actually saw your um, membership model and so I wanted to see how you kind of molded that to this newfound online platform that you're use- using. So you have um, like different like memberships and people can even drop in for different classes. So Correct. how would you be um, taking in, like not only maintaining the members that you already have on, on an online platform, but also recruiting new people because you do always want to expand your business, even if it's in tough circumstances like we are right now?
1: Well, that's a good question. And that's something that I have been working on the first couple of weeks. It was just trying to get it all going. And and I normally have helpers inside the studio and my helpers all have young babies and they, they were not able to help me from home. So the first couple of weeks was just me, like, freaking out because I had my children at home and I still had to, to lead all these classes. So the last two weeks have been me figuring out how do I grow this online? So, um, you're right. Cause we do have different tiers of memberships at the studio and we do have class passes. Um, I, what I did was instead of having a one week introductory package, which is what's kind of standard at our studio, uh, for a discounted, like a fraction of a one month unlimited membership you can come in for one week and try it what I tried to do was give um, a different type of introductory package for two weeks where it gave them gave folks access to the pre-recorded videos that I've been building up for the last almost two years plus the the new videos that were coming in and they could also take live videos or or take live classes and so That was one thing I tried to do, something that we started. Actually, I announced it last Friday. I got to be interviewed this morning. It'll air tomorrow on our local news. We're going to offer a free month to our first responders, frontline helpers, because, again, we did just have a tornado, and I, I felt very lucky that our building had such minimal damage, and I was trying to figure out how I could give back to the community, but also have it hopefully be a great marketing tool as well for the studio because I do know that what we have as a community is very special. I also
0: saw on your website that you do a lot of teacher training um and through an online uh, method I guess now. And so is that um a way for you to get your employees in like in a in a way that you want, like for them to be trained the way you want, that way you feel is more comfortable with your yoga studio. Um, Because that was something really unique that I haven't seen in a lot of other small businesses. They kind of rely on you to figure that prerequisite information out yourself. And so that was something that was really eye-opening when I saw your website. And I wanted to ask you to just expand more on
1: that. That was very observant. Yes, indeed. When I first took over the studio, They had not quite as many, but almost as many classes as we have now. We have just over 40 in a normal situation. Uh, And they only had nine teachers. One teacher was gone. They were scrambling to fill classes up. And I had, when I first took over, I was just asking for, if you had a certification, come on, I need a teacher. I need a teacher. Oh my gosh. We went live. I opened up the doors under me like July 4th of 2016. And I started the teacher training program in September of that year because I just one from a business perspective you never want to rely on one stream of income which right. is the way it was at the beginning just classes yeah. and that's dangerous you know like it what happens you know like the covid thing if the technology wouldn't have been there then all of the income's gone so to me I wanted to have three three pegs for my stool of income and teacher training was the most obvious second peg in the teacher training and so within, like I said, just a handful of months, I developed a curriculum all on my own. I marketed it, um, started it, and then I got, how many, nine or ten folks to come in, and almost all of those people became teachers for me.
0: But I also wanted to touch on how yoga culture has actually been a lot more um, mainstreamed and um, monetized in the recent coming years. I think with the rise of companies like Lululemon and just um, internet fads, Yo- yoga has become a much more um, accepted form of like physical therapy, um, exercise. And so like yoga culture has spread today. Do you think that has actually helped your business in getting newer people to start trying things like yoga because it's not as mainstream
1: as going to a gym? Or Up until about five years ago, I would say it was huge. This is the best thing ever to go into a yoga studio. Because it's new, nobody's ever tried it. Um, it makes you feel amazing because it does, and I and you can even see that in the numbers. Um, the demand was skyrocketing, and now it's kind of plateaued, if not leveling off. Yeah. And so that's why it's my job as a small business owner to one go after the people that aren't just looking for the fitness aspect of it; they're looking for the overall well-being improvement of health because guess what, you can go to the gym, you can go do all of these crazy high impact um, exercises. But if you're not being forced to sit, so to speak, to listen to your breath, to make yourself breathe better, to work on mobility, to tie in the fight or flight with rest and digest, which is things that yoga does, to move your body through the full range of motion versus just pushing like you might do at the gym, where what my job is, is to find somebody that appreciates the multifacetedness of the yoga practice and plug them in with me. And as a result, that might mean I'm not seeing the astronomical growth that say cycle bar and all those other really big fads are. We're not seeing that sort of astronomical growth, but what I am seeing is the folks that do come in and get plugged in, they're staying. Does that make sense? So I don't know if you've listened to, there's an internet guy, Pat Flynn, he has a, a, a book called, um, I'm not sure if it's a book, he, he talks about super fans. You have to have a hundred, if you have a hundred super fans, then you know, you've got a business. And so my shift in focus for the last couple of years hasn't been to get my studio full. Like granted, trust me, I would love it if we were mat to mat and all that kind of stuff. That would be amazing but I'm much more into the relationship aspect of th- having this business. And I believe that that's what sets this yoga studio studio apart from other yoga studios, but also from a gym, because when you go to the Y, they don't know who you are. Whereas yeah. when you come into the studio, everybody knows who you what your name is. They recognize if you haven't been there in a while, hey, we had a tornado last week and I had, um, 25 members brick-and-mortar members going to one of our teachers houses to help
0: and so I wanted to touch back on what you were saying about your en- uh, Entrance into the market of CBD and clothing and I think you also mentioned um, like estheticians so how has the um, that expansion been since uh, It's a small business. You've gotten started relatively early um, and the fact that you've already branched out into so many different industries But all encapsulating it under the term yoga is actually really impressive. So I was wondering how you, like, what made you want to go into those different uh, different retailings, as well as, um, like the the work that goes on behind the scenes, because a lot of people obviously don't know about that.
1: Well, when we rebranded from Yoga East to Thrive to the new the new name, we're Thrive Yoga and Wellness, and I wanted to add that and Wellness because I knew, although it wasn't right then and right there, I wanted to expand into whole health. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I wanted to do an esthetician. Like, let's think about it. People that are doing yoga, they're they're going to be more into taking care of themselves. So that means massage is gonna be something that they will include in their lifestyle. That means skincare is something, it's just all in all, they all come together. And earlier in our conversation, we talked about how um, I didn't want just one peg on my stool of income. I wanted at least three. I wanted to have multiple streams of income because to just rely on one, if somebody comes and kicks that stool out from under you, you know, you're up the creek. So that is why um, when we rebranded, I made sure to be Thrive Yoga and wellness because the wellness can encompass a lot of stuff. And so when we rebranded, we also moved our original location was just one studio space. We moved a couple of doors down and that new space had two treatment rooms. So I was able to get a massage therapist and an esthetician. And then the new space also had two rooms for us to practice. That was to be able to have more classes, which would be able to have more poles of pegs of income, so to speak. So that's why I did the esthetician and the massage. Now, why did we go into CBD and yoga clothes? Again, it was to we now had this new space with a lobby, and I was trying to figure out, okay, so I know that the yoga studio business by itself is growing. We've had a, a track record every year. Yoga by itself has grown every year. Growing up maybe more like, you know, a 30 degree angle instead of, you know, a 90 degree angle. But it's still growing, but it was not growing fast enough for me to feel comfortable being like, okay, I can send my kids to college, you know? So that's why we brought in other streams of income. Told my husband, I was like, I want to start selling CBD. And he was like, why? And I, and I said, well, I think that it's, the market's going to get saturated. At most, I have two years. I'll get lucky if I've got two to five years but i want to get in here and be the first one to carry it now because it's a really good source of income for the studio and it was last year we we did amazing with cbd sales and then again the market got saturated so our cbd sales have come down and as i was watching the cbd sales grow we had more cash flow so i was like all right let's use this extra income because that's just me i didn't just i mean i didn't just take it home and you know go to hawaii Um, let's go build up other, other streams of income. And that's how we moved into, like, now we have, we carry three different types of clothing, yoga clothing, and that is, and at all three different price points. And so the point of that very small inventories, but it was to get just another source of income to help, help to, um, make, make the studio healthier we're not, now we are not just relying on yoga classes. It still is the bulk, but um, I I honestly, I want to get to the point where yoga classes is less than, the in-studio yoga classes is less than 50% of our income because it's okay if we have a couple of slow classes during the week. We've still got these other forms of income that are making up for it.
0: Okay. Okay. And um, for my last question, I wanted to ask, sure you had any advice for any of the younger, aspiring female business owners that are listening? Um, Just anything that you want to give them that'll make them feel a little bit more inspired to pursue their dreams.
1: Being your own boss is a lot harder, a lot, lot, lot harder than it may seem. If you, if you pick something that you love, it doesn't seem like it's as much work. I don't mind working as many hours as I do, because I love yoga and I love the people that, that come to my studio. So my advice would be do it. Don't let, don't let things knock you down. If something stops you, don't, don't get down on the ground and cry in a little puddle. I mean, you can cry for like five minutes. That's okay. Crying is acceptable, but don't stay down there. Like dust off your knees, and get yourself back up. If one door closes, go and look for a window, go and look for another door. Don't let anybody stop you because the 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 truth of the matter is, is you are so much stronger than you think you are. You really are. And there's no really, there's really no way to find out how strong you are until you test those limits. And guess what? Every single time you test it, you're gonna get stronger. And okay. so just don't give up. Just keep doing it. Okay, thank you so much for doing this interview. Thank you. I was it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.